0: So started drinking coffee again.
1: And how are you feeling? Can you feel it? Can you like really feel it? You know, funny
0: enough, no. (laughs) I really Really? can't.
1: You're just numb.
0: (laughs) I mean, I got to tell you that in a way, I don't know if I ever, that the caffeine really did anything for me. And maybe that's just... You're fooling uh, yourself. Exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> maybe I'm
1: a little naive <laughs> in saying that, but <laughs> it's it's you just don't notice it because everybody's True. doing it, and and for so long, and they
0: Well, I will be absolutely 100 percent honest with you that when I did quit coffee, you know, and I'm, I've done it a few times where I've like quit cold turkey. And a lot of times it's usually like around certain deadlines and stuff, and it is the worst mistake that I've ever made in my life.
1: (laughs) As if you weren't going on going through enough. Exactly. Like, hey, (laughs) how can I make this adventure even worse? Right. (laughs) You know, they say that if you train yourself for that kind of thing, then then what is actually the worst thing that could happen? (laughs) You know. Yeah. You should just go sleep out on the porch one night and you know, do a 20-day fast and, you know, just actually suffer, right? Which I, I'm not saying that going without caffeine is not suffering. But put yourself through some suffering every once in a while, like you're talking about, and uh, makes you stronger, for sure. Less
0: afraid exactly. of death. <laughs> Not too long ago, and I really don't know why. I just did. And I felt like once I was into it, and I was just like, well, I'm into it. Let's just keep going. I did a five-day fast. Nice, And it was just like, and it, and it felt great afterwards, you know, detox and all that other stuff. And mm-hmm. and then how did I celebrate? By having my first cup of coffee in eight months. I was just like, hey, yay. All right, I'm back on coffee now.
1: So what made you decide to go back?
0: Um, long hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> more deadlines. Yeah, more, deadli- more deadlines. More deadlines. <laughs> long just, hours. Geez.
0: I needed comfort.
1: So, yeah, I think everybody doesn't really feel it because their uh, adrenal glands are all burnt out from drinking too much coffee. I gave up drinking coffee in the afternoon completely. So I have an iced coffee right now, but it is decaf. So I will say... That's my beverage of choice as I I take a sip.
0: Yeah, I I will say that I've only gone back to drinking one cup a day. And I would like to actually ask if you think that... So... I like to do cafe au lait. It's half coffee, half milk. And so is it really mm-hmm. even a full cup of coffee?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's just milk with a little coffee. Exactly. Flavoring. A little bit of coffee colored. <laughs> I drink water all day long. It just tastes like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh I drink a lot of water. I stay hydrated. Yeah. With a diuretic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh man, when I was
0: really, really drinking like a lot of coffee, I'd go through like a twelve cup pot a day. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, your adrenals are burnt out. Maybe this eight month thing was really, really good for you. Probably
0: was. It probably was. It's like hey look.
1: And so, you know, going
0: back on the wagon, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I decided to go like, you know, baby step into it and say, you know, I'm, and so far like stuck to the one cup a day and it's not even seriously, it's not even one full cup cause it literally is just cafe au lait. So it's mm-hmm. mostly milk and, and of course, you know, because mostly my wife is drinking it. She's asked me to weaken my coffee, like, but I want coffee to that. Like when you call it, it comes to you. <laughs>
1: wow, interesting! Interesting developments.
0: Uh, I, I was watching something. Oh, it was a uh, Hidalgo. Of, funny enough, because I was in Saudi Arabia, and you know we were learning about these long-distance horse races and stuff that were prevalent in the area where I was at. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch Hidalgo. And so I was watching that, and the sheikh invites um the main character into his tent and has like this really, really strong coffee and he's just like a Turkish coffee or something. Yeah. And, and so, uh, he was just like many people find it really strong and the guy just grabs it and take, you know, shoots it. And he's just like, Mr. Back where I'm from, if, uh, you know, we put a, um, a horseshoe in the coffee pot and if it's not standing up, it's not strong enough. <laughs> like,
1: yes, that's see, that's the coffee that I like. That's what you're looking for? That's why you drink it with half a exactly. cup of milk?
0: <laughs> it cuts it down. It it increases its viscosity. Yeah. So I don't have to chew it. I can
1: drink it. Nice. So the reason I asked about if you can feel it is because I have, I think since I've cut back, I actually do when I, I kind of go through that ritual in the morning of making my cup mm-hmm. of coffee and I... I enjoy that part of it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I drink coffee It's just to to do that. Um, But I've really been trying to pay attention to how I feel when I'm drinking it. And because I have gotten a strong sense of, and it's not very often, it's not even every day and it's definitely not the whole time I'm drinking it, but it's like those first couple sips where I feel it and it's pretty enjoyable, I have to say. (laughs) It's a good feeling. Yeah. I, if you pay attention to it and you notice it, it's a, it is a a nice little thing that happens. And it is interesting to think about coffee as oh, so so here's an interesting story I heard about coffee recently. And I was I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but you know, it was uh talking about basically how it is a drug. Caffeine is a, you know especially administered in this way by the workplace. originally this was used as kind of a a morning and an afternoon productivity enhancer by the workforce by the workplace i should say i thought that was interesting um and just fully accepted as uh this is now like a obviously totally legal but still considered a drug for a workforce to be more productive and it is you know i think architecture has definitely been one of those professions that has gained immense i don't know overwork productivity mm-hmm. through the use of of you know coffee is always brewing inside an office always and with no lack of overnighters and all nighters and whatever you want to call them that that it's definitely very useful for our profession but i i just wondered if you had ever thought of it that way where you like this is something that the office administers to its workforce for productivity gains you know to enhance the bottom line of the business
0: well it's interesting that you say that because my particular project team has been talking about saying you know hey it's it'd be really great if we can go into the office a couple days a week and meet up and and it would really increase kind of productivity, which we totally agree with. And as we're talking about it and stuff, one of the principals is like, well, you know, we can go ahead and get lunch for everybody and stuff, but we've definitely got to figure out the coffee situation because obviously, you know, we're not making like
1: community coffee pots. You're not brewing it for the whole, you're not brewing it for the whole thing, yeah. I guess, yeah. That you got to have your personal AeroPress brewer now and, on your. And desk. so he was just like, you know, we're
0: not going in if we if we if we can't solve the coffee problem, then we're not going in. <laughs> wow, and it's it's
1: such a strong prerequisite. It's like, well, you know, I mean, I guess we
0: <laughs> we could potentially be productive without it. But, you know, it's funny that you
1: say that. Can we? <laughs> you got to show up with your thermos. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to have,
0: get, get one of those big, you know, mega thermoses, like the, the big green ones that, like, my the big, dad used to go to. Yeah, the Stanley exactly. thermos.
1: Yep, the Stanley lunchbox. Like, that was the top of the lunchbox, right? And it didn't always have a beverage in it. Sometimes it had some nice hot soup or something in it. But, but yeah, they actually sell those at REI now. Yeah. So you can go to REI and pick yourself up a green Stanley thermos and— Fill it with coffee and, and you'll be good for, for more than yourself if you're only drinking one cup a day anyway, right? Well, you know. I mean yeah. probably keep it hot for a couple of days in that thing. Exactly. Oh, well, it's curious. This whole coffee as a drug and and work for the the workplace administering it to make sure that their productivity levels stay high. Never thought of it that way.
0: Another thing is it's just like, you know, coffee as the conversation pit. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know
0: when everybody is, and I know it's a, especially like a, like your old office, you know, where it had like all the
1: different types of cold
0: brew, you know, and it had like all. We of had a
1: cold or, brew tap, yeah, exactly with yeah. nitro. It was a nitro tap,
0: you know, and everybody is like, you know, gather around the the nitro tap, and it's always just an inevitability that every time I go into the um, break room to get coffee, there's this unspoken rule or it's technically a spoken rule that like you get the last cup out of that like the little pump pots that we have yeah you're supposed to do it you're supposed to be the one to make the
1: next pot it's obvious come so on so as you as you're pushing it down you can feel if it's going to be like the <laughs> it, last one so and you don't want to hear that dreaded sound yeah, so because like, you ah. can feel it you avoid it because the sound Alerts everyone else that you just exactly,
0: emptied. and so people are like, "Oh, I feel that little bit of resistance. Oh, I am going to let go, and I am going to walk up.
1: I am walking away exactly. right now.
0: <laughs> I am walking away. Everybody else is, and then I am the next one that walks in there. I mean, it seems like, like you know, it's like, oh, it look, Corbett's going to come up, and then I end up having to make the next batch. And you just wonder, like, am I on candy camera? Like, oh. why, why am I always the one who gets stuck? Somebody's out there laughing at me always getting stuck with it, however, you know we've got the where you take basically the little little grounds holder and you put it in a little thing and it's got like the the automatic grinder that grinds just enough for like that particular mm-hmm. brew pot and it's always weak and it's like, you know so like I always do like one and a half times the the allotted mm-hmm. amount. And then everybody's like,
1: oh. Do your coffee pots, do, do these pump thermoses that you have, have names on them for different, like, yeah. brews, strength of yeah. brews? But when I,
0: so, like, a lot of times if I come in early in the morning, you know, I'll I'll start making all of them and just put, like, a little sticky note on there that says, you're welcome, enjoy. You know, it's just like, because it's, it's always, like, the morning brew. You want that, like, little kickstart. And so, like, I give them the slightly stronger coffee.
1: Yeah, in our office, it was uh, that one had the sticky note on it that just said "all nighter."
0: <laughs> that was great. I should. I mean, I have yeah, you got to you got to have a
1: good a good name on those so that so there's a little bit of warning, especially for those of us who are sensitive to the afternoon brew because of sleep issues. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you do not want the kicker. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna call it nitrous oxide. Yeah, it's like it's like viper, or you know, <laughs> it's it's gonna. This one's gonna leave a leave a mark. <laughs> like speaking of that Turkish coffee, I've I've been out to lunch. There's a Cuban place by the old mm, office, and mm. would go there and get a. I guess if it, it seemed like a, I don't know if it's just Cuban coffee or what. Obviously, they were serving it there. It's a very small yeah. shot yeah. of yeah. very strong, very strong coffee, and yeah. that just burns a hole, one hundred percent of the way through you. <laughs> I, so growing up in the Tampa St. Pete area, the Tampa Bay
0: area is like the second largest community of Cubans outside of Miami, outside of Cuba. In fact, actually, there was a point in time where there were actually more Cubans in the Tampa Bay area than there were even in Cuba. And somebody's going to fact check me and probably find out I'm wrong, but that was always the story I was told. (laughs) So I'm going with it. But... Where I'm going with it is that, you know, obviously there was a copious amount of great Cuban restaurants and obviously accessibility to great Cuban coffee. And, and a, a lot of my Cuban friends would bring us Cuban coffee and it would just be, oh man, God, it's, it's, it is like nitrous oxide shot. You take that little small shot and it's, don't call it espresso. Don't call it anything like that. It is just Cuban coffee and Cuban coffee is small cups super strong. Yeah. You can put milk and cream in it or sugar in it, but it doesn't matter because all of that is going to be overpowered by just the yeah. strength of that coffee. It's useless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's as futile. Exactly. <laughs> but it is amazing. And we thankfully have a Cuban restaurant, not too far from our office in Baltimore. And don't think that I don't like on occasion, go take a nice visit over there and get a good shot of Cuban coffee. Or a good Cuban sandwich. Can't beat a good Cuban sandwich.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. I miss going out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I do miss going at the office. It was the great escape, going out to lunch every day to get away from the office. And now that doesn't happen anymore. I I
0: had a friend who, she was half Cuban and half German. And German coffee is pretty strong too. And she used to actually mix Cuban and German coffee together. It was it was almost like a, a world war in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rough. I mean, it was jeez. it was some strength. You literally were ready to like take on the world. Wow,
1: that t- that takes what they call a constitution. Yeah, right
0: uh, yeah. jeez. And in fact, actually, it just because the flight to Saudi, I went from DC to Frankfurt to Riyadh. I got to stop in and i got you know german coffee and i got arabian coffee and both of them are very strong coffees and that was when i realized i'm like yep yeah, i'm completely off the wagon this is <laughs> and those aren't like gateway coffees right? no no you... <laughs> it's it's not for the faint of heart and it's going to you know if you're not ready for it it's going to knock you
1: this episode of the Speak podcast is supported by twin motion Let's talk ArcViz technology. Powered by the near limitless Unreal Engine, our friends at TwinMotion offer a fast and easy way to produce stunning real time visualizations and immersive experiences for your clients. TwinMotion gives you the tools you need to make faster decisions and relay information to your clients in a way that instantly speaks to them. Breathe life into your scene by changing the season, the weather, the time of day, just by moving a slider, immersing your client in a way that they'll love and, more importantly, be able to truly picture themselves in. Seriously, it's that easy. You, you have to try it to believe it. So why not share your design with stakeholders and collaborative reviews and edit your scene together? I'm a huge fan of this. There's no better way to get buy-in than by making your clients feel part of the development process. Right now, they're running an exclusive free trial for listeners of this show, which you can head to twinmotion.link slash ArcaSpeak to get your hands on. That's twinmotion.link slash ArcaSpeak. Mm. So you said that you had before you, before you went off coffee, you had like a 12 cup pot. Yeah. So is that, do you have a ritual to the coffee making process or is it just like automated?
0: No, no, it was, there's, there's still a ritual to it in a lot of times. Well, I've, I've had to change my ritual because I'm making it more for my wife to take in because she needs uh, she needs her own shot of caffeine for to get through the day of uh, little first graders.
1: I mean, so. if it, it's it's her fix. Yeah. Right? Yes.
0: Yeah. She goes if I can.
1: <laughs> and you're the pusher. <laughs> exactly.
0: But it was a little too strong for her because I used to just eyeball it. I'm like, hmm, how much water do I have in the in the pot? Okay, I'm just gonna eyeball it. And you know, for me, it was like great. I hold the coffee pot up, and if I can't see light
1: through it. Perfect. That's that's the good. You like the dark, yeah. the dark roast. And
0: then now it's like I hold it up and it's just like this is just kind of like muddy water. And My wife's like, "You don't drink it anyway." Like, well, now, why do you care? Exactly. <laughs> but what's interesting is like, so I have a friend who every once in a great while we stay at like his his beach house and they don't have a the good old fashioned Mister Coffee drip coffee maker like we do, which is kind of a tradition only because it was like how I learned how to make coffee from my father. And so I kind of like hold on to that tradition because he's no longer with us. So the, the tradition of making it the old drip kind of um, coffee way is the way that I, you know, make it. But we go there and he's got French presses and um, the, was it the mocha pot or Moka pot? You know, the little metal. Um,
1: yeah, the one that with the it's like a bubbler on top. Yes, yeah. So it's got yeah. The, so it it's we've got one of those. It, it's like the
0: little small one. It it's percolator. It, it's 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 like the percolator, but it's like small, like you know, one cup per kind of yeah thing, right? And um, in that one right there, I mean, it's almost an art form to making coffee. Hmm. You know, obviously, you you fill up the little bottom reservoir, you need to fill up the middle. For some reason, it takes the acidity. in in my view, it takes like the acidity out of the coffee and it just makes it like beautifully smooth,
1: Hmm.
0: you know, and it's good. And, you know, of course I like fill up the little like ground, um, like little reservoir thing, the little, where you put the coffee in and I Mm -hmm. fill that up. And of course it makes like really strong coffee, the whole ritual behind that, like the, the taking your time. I mean, my wife's like, she goes, next time, well, let's just bring our, our drip coffee. I, I need my coffee now. Can and you she, inject that, please? she's like, I don't feel like, like waiting around for you to make another one. I'm like, but it's kind of cathartic. It's yeah, fun. It's, I agree. There's I agree. just something about it that just like, slow down,
1: enjoy yeah, the art. Exactly. Slow down. Yeah. I boil water in the morning and I pour it over like a, it's like a Chemex, but cheaper version of that. Um, it's a, you know, a glass, kind mm-hmm. of hourglass shape. And it's got, you know, a filter in the top full of gr- grounds that, you know, I've got a grinder and grind it up and put it in there and pour the water over it. And you kind of, you got to take your time and pour the water over it f- a few times to get the amount that you want. And it's really nice. <laughs> I don't, there's no, it, it's simple. Yeah, It's uh, easy to clean up and it just makes, I just make one cup of coffee for me. My wife doesn't. Usually drink coffee, so it's just just me anyway. So it makes a lot of sense. I we used to use an AeroPress, still have it, but there's kind of been a war on plastic in our house. Uh, so yeah. So we we've gone away from using it. Um, we also have one of those percolators, but that's kind of our camping coffee maker. Yeah. And those yeah, things are yeah. fantastic. You can just put it on a fire, like a real fire, you know, or a barbecue or whatever, or a stove. It just goes right on there, and it's a fantastic travel way to make coffee because it's all contained in one thing. You're not going to lose any pieces to it. And yeah, it's great.
0: I keep wanting to go and and I look at it every time and I talk myself out of it for some reason. But every time I go into like an army Navy store, they'll have like the old army issued percolators that Mm -hmm. were meant for out in the field. And um, for some reason they decide that they want to jack the prices up, which is usually what, what convinces me not to buy it. But I always want to buy one of those just because I remember there's like a memory attached to just the art of that. Because that was really where I started drinking coffee was in the army. My grandmother had started to teach me how to drink coffee, which was where I kind of got the lots of cream. You know, I I used to do lots of cream, lots of sugar and a little bit of coffee. It's what my dad (laughs) my dad used to always say. Yeah, my mom always, uh, you know, lots of cream, lots of sugar and just a little coffee for color
1: coffee flavor yeah, yeah exactly like a hint of coffee
0: exactly and i used to drink it that way but now i've like cut out the sugar part of it and just you know it'll either be cream or or milk but there's just a, a memory behind all of that and, and even even with her though she she didn't have like a you know, like my dad was like the 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 blue collar like you know mr mr coffee it was literally it was the mr coffee brand drip coffee maker and literally i went out and bought myself and Now it's just, it's about to give up the ghost, but everything about it has stopped working. All the fancy parts of it have stopped working. And maybe it was because I tried to get too fancy with it and got like, Ooh, look, it has like time delay and and all of this other stuff. Whereas my dad was (laughs) just like, man, just get up, make coffee, press the button. You're done. Mine had more than one button. So maybe I was just trying to get too fancy on it.
1: (laughs) I have kind of longed for that. You walk out into the kitchen and it's already there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that timer thing does seem attractive, but it's not. Then I I lose that whole ritual part of it. It Mm -hmm. speaks to what your wife's talking about, where it's like uh, drive-through style. Just give it to me Just give it to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little little testy this morning, I see. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Her ritual (laughs) is she wakes up, she walks out there. She's out there for like maybe two minutes. Then she walks back into the room, has a cup of coffee in hand. She goes, coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's there to, to move on. But, oh, yeah, I got to tell you this story real quick. So when we were in Saudi and at our hotel, we go down. And, and a lot of things are kind of like make it yourself right now because of just COVID and things like that. So they had, they installed both a German cappuccino maker and a Italian cappuccino maker. And then of course, you know, just like, you know, the regular percolator type coffee, you know, machines as well. And so this guy that I work with, you know, one of the partners, he was there and he had got himself a cup of coffee and then brought it back to the table. And then he got up and he walked over and he made himself an Italian cup of cappuccino and a German cup of cappuccino to test and try out and to see which one was better. And of course, a little, t- little taste flight. And so like, you know, I'm looking at him and he's got three cups of coffee around him. And by the time we're done, he's actually on his fifth cup, you know, cause he's, oh. he's like, well, I've already got this cup of coffee. I've already got this German cappuccino. So let me try those and drink all those up. Cause you know, I already have I'll them, finish you know, can't, can't waste them. So then he's like, you know, he's like, ah, the the Italian, you know, cappuccino is so much better. Of course. As he says, he's like, of course it's better. And so then he goes and gets another one. And then another one. Hey, gosh, you're like, dude. Overdoing it. I was like, you know, we're going to be in the desert today. And this doesn't really (laughs) help your hydration at all. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, but I need it. You're like i
1: but, need it so
0: it's like i it. i think it's the right and so it's like he's you know, like as we're driving around through the desert and stopping to like do some mapping and do some <laughs> photography and all Where's, this other stuff he like he? jumps out and he's like you know takes off running and he's like climbing the you know climbing up to the top of these cliffs so he was like i just want to get a better vantage point uh-huh. like you need to work off your coffee dude <laughs> like on a daily coffee high I mean, we 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 ended up calling him either the Jackrabbit or the Mountain Goat, <laughs> you know, depending on, like, what he was doing at the time because he was either, like, Jackrabbit off. And then the next time we turn around, and you've seen some of these pictures for scale, like, you know, these big, massive rocks and stuff, you know, with, like, the little teeny truck in the picture and, and everything else. Well, here he is, and the next time we turn around, he's, like, at the top of this thing. Like, how the hell did you get up there? <laughs> like, what? Why did Lots you Lots of energy. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just like,
0: <laughs> I'm jacked, man. I'm jacked. <laughs> like, coffee, man.
1: Uh, well, I'm surprised those Land Cruisers didn't come with their own espresso oh, machine built in to maybe the back there. You know, you have a nice, sophisticated tailgate party.
0: You know what? I I wouldn't be too surprised if if we would have suggested that. I mean- I'm sure they would have probably accommodated us for us, but those things were so nice. So nice.
1: <laughs> well, um, we don't need to get off on the car tangent. We're no, so no, no, no. deep in the architectural, I mean, coffee conversation here. Exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Well,
0: but but yeah, they should have come with a coffee maker because,
1: you know. Well, and you guys were out like 12 hours, 18 hours a day. You got to have oh refill abilities right. out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It'd be self sufficient.
0: I'll say what was you know kind of amazing was is that the, you know they've got like tons tons of cup holders all of the modern vehicles and stuff, but they had a basically like a little fridge, like where the the center console was, and mm-hmm. you could fit like six normal sized water bottles in, or like you know two of like the big super jug kind of like things, and so one day I actually like put in I I had like my thing and I I I made. Really, really crappy, like powdered coffee and powdered creamer coffee, and then I I made it in my uh hotel room, and then poured it in some cups, put it in the fridge, and there was some ice in there, and so I basically made some iced coffee to take with me. But I put mm-hmm. I would like keep it inside that thing nice. all day long. I would have this perfect iced coffee in this thing. It was just like it doesn't feel right that I'm like living in this kind of like luxury because the last time I was in the desert, we were like. I would eat sand ridden kind of, <laughs> I've, I've told you the story, right? About, I don't know. So when we were in, uh, during desert storm, we were there and you know, we had like MREs and, and other things that were our food. And of course, by the time we were done, we were, everybody was like, even like the largest portliest of persons. were all like, you know, rail thin, skinny, because we were just working all day, sweating it all off, you know, and not getting, you know, enough calories and everything else. And so, once desert storm was over with, you know, we started to get some care packages in and we got like a whole care package of these little small mini, uh, snicker bars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like doling them out. And of course they're kind of getting a little hot, you know, and stuff. And so I, I (laughs) little melty. So I like pop one open and of course it's kind of like slippery. So it like flies out and it falls into the sand. And I look over at the dude standing next to me. He's like, if you don't eat it, I am. I'm like, and I like, <laughs> and I push him out of the way and pick the thing up and it's covered in sand. Oh and I just
1: pop. I have not heard this story. And
0: I like totally just popped that sucker in my mouth. It just, oh, what?
1: Cried away. Did you thing. did you say five second rule? You uh, had to have said that. Of course we did. Well, it was, just, <laughs> well,
0: I mean, there was some, it was probably, it was definitely far more colorful with the way that we said it, but. You know, it was just like, I'm not letting that thing go to waste. (laughs) And it was just so funny. Actually, also (laughs) another just side tangent of that, that care package is so obviously, you know, Saudi Arabia is a dry country and they actually have beer there, but it's all like the near beer. It's like the non-alcoholic beer. Mm. And so some friends of ours had their wives like send them kits to like make Beer and stuff like that, but they would like add like yeast and all of that other stuff to like the near beer, and like basically let it ferment. And of course, obviously not very scientific and obviously not well thought out. And so, like they would like you know say, "Oh, it's got to be fermented by now," and it would be like this just floating mass of of mold on top of this oh thing. Oh my god! And they'd pull it out and just drink the thing.
1: Oh, uh, what? <laughs>
0: Jeez. I figured that after this, like, delightful conversation of coffee and just the artistry that we were talking about of, like, making yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. the ritual. I, yeah. I figured I would, like, send us out with a the image of moldy beer and a bunch of soldiers drinking it.
1: As a chaser to sand-covered Snickers. <laughs> As a chaser to sand-covered Snickers. <laughs> mm. Wow, that's the visual I was looking for today. Thank you very much. Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to uh, to many more morning rituals, my friend.
0: Exactly. Cheers.
1: That's it for this episode. We'd like to thank our episode sponsor, Twin Motion, and we'll talk to you all next week.